Yes, indeed, the war. <laughs> the war has been won, hallelujah, praise God. Our Jesus, the Son of the living God, has come to rescue us and defeat all enemies on every side, bottom, top, and in the middle. They're all defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I thank you for revealing the power of your love, your word, your truth, your spirit to us today, that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to hope, in the word of God, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in the fulfilling of your promises, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. You said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We are the ambassadors from heaven to um, execute the the decisions of heaven to this earth, Father. So give us eyes and ears to hear and be attentive to what your spirit is saying. Uh, Give us revelation out of your word according to your Holy Spirit. I thank you that, Lord God, you have promised us protection. So we ask for the shields of God to be around us. We ask for the um, word of God, the spirit of God to protect, guide, lead, direct us, Lord God, encourage us this day. Father God, the spirits of despair, uh, futility, uh, discouragement, we we command them to leave in Jesus' name. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We ask now that you'd give meaning, purpose, and depth to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, adversity. Some have said that adversity is God's university. Um, In Proverbs 24, verse 10, it says, if you faint or if you lose heart, if you cave in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that to mean there's no excuses to sit down, give up, feel sorry for yourself, or quit. Who's our strength? Christ. I mean, Jesus. our strength. Yeah. Jesus is our strength and song. And uh, so we're facing, th- this world is, we know it, hello. It's Washed up. <laughs> full of adversity. Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be, be of, of good, good cheer, cheer. I, I have, have overcome, overcome the world. That was kind of a foreshadowing of what was going to happen, was it? He has overcome the world already, past tense, and we're going to have tribulation in the present tense. But be of good cheer, because again, he has finished the work and overcome the world. Yeah, that you know, we know Satan is the prince of this world. He is the one that a has we have present ruling present entity. ruling entity because yeah. uh, human beings, because of disobedience and disregard for the Lord have uh, opened themselves to the powers of darkness. Right. And the Therefore, pop- the powers of darkness multiply, and where the powers of darkness multiply, uh, there is a lot of adversity, a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. a lot of tragedy that uh, is going on 24-7. Well, I think one of the ways we empower Satan is to give him our power, and we do that through an agreement, and some of the agreements we make are with despair, discouragement, murmuring, complaining, giving up, uh, those kinds of words, mumbling, grumbling, are uh, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. So when we're 
you know, complaining, it's never going to work. What was I thinking? This is stupid. All of these words that we give, we actually are giving words uh, that have creative power. We're giving them to the devil to create trouble against us, to use against us. No, there's trouble against us. Are there times, Marjorie, where we yield to trouble that we shouldn't be yielding to? In other words, something's going on and we say, oh, you know, we can say it's my cross to bear or that's just the way it is and it is what it is. And, and are, or it's just are there life, times or it's just where normal. we yield yeah. to trouble? Are, is there a way? Well, the Bible says submit to God, out. resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit mm-hmm. to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I think that's in James, isn't it? Yeah, James 4, mm-hmm. 7. Yes. So there's a there's an order of, of events here, order of operations. First, you submit to God, cast your care upon him, rely upon him, trust in his word. And then you you submit to him. Then you can speak out against the enemy. And I think that's part of it. We need to open our mouths and speak against the enemy. But we don't do that if we don't recognize that the source of our adversity and trouble is the troublemaker himself who is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so we are constantly taken off guard because we're thinking things. This this is just, it is normal. It is what it is. There is no spiritual... um, agenda here but in everything in everything everything is spiritual first and then physical so the spiritual agenda is out there and satan is working his agenda against us sometimes we've been uh, sold a bill of goods in a sense uh, that saying that okay when you follow jesus you're going to have peace and you're going to have joy and that's true you're going to have peace and joy the, the bible says oh was it romans 14 17 the kingdom of god is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So there is a joy that we have inside. There is a great freedom that we have inside. Uh, We know that the Lord is with us always, Mm -hmm. even unto the end of the age. So we have that within us, but yet there's a lot of trouble that can come from within us or that can come against us from the outside. Right, both fronts, the outside and the inside, and the battle from within is the battle between your soul, which is your flesh, your body, and your and your soul, called flesh, between that and the um, and your spirit. And so, you know, we can be at peace in our spirit, and our soul can still be fussing with worry and anxiety and planning and plotting and trying to figure things out. So we have to resolve that battle inside of us first to say, whose report are we going to believe? Are you going to believe what the Lord God says through his word and cast all your cares upon him? Or are you going to try to do what you've always done and try to figure it out yourself, although you know that that's the most unprofitable thing you can do because it never works? So why, um, let's put it this way, depression. We can get really depressed by what's going on. It's a per, you, you can allow all, all, all the, you know, nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows my sorrow. And we just, you know, we hear because of we have this multiple media, not only well, in our own lives and families, but there, you know, we, we hear all this trouble, tragedy, we have to, there's certain things we have to focus on and certain things we choose not to partake of. Um, I, the, the rattling around, the rumbling, the antics of the world. I understand the world is in great pain. Uh, all creation groans. We're going to get to that in a minute. But at the same time, Satan is using a false narrative. He's using demonic narratives. He's to stir up depression, 
anxiety, fear. And, and a lot of people, they have so much of their own trouble, they don't even pay attention to the the, the extra uh, scenarios that Satan's trying to create, the, the oh-nos and what-ifs of the world. And so the thing is, um, depression comes from, you know, exhaustion. Exhaustion comes from trying to solve the irresolvable conflicts of life because when that happens, um, we, we become exhausted because I've got to, but I can't. Try harder, never enough. It's never going to work, but I have to do it. And, and this puts all the pressure, anxiety, adversity on you. On you to figure it out, and this is not where the this is not the way the Lord has walked uh, asked us to walk. He said, "You know, we again casting your care upon Him. That's a discipline. You say, okay, Lord, I choose not to um, go into that pit, that trap, that snare, that mental thought. I choose to believe Your word. I choose I choose to stand on Your word, and then find words, verses, promises, and present them back to the Lord and say, I'm standing here, um, and that will please God. And that's how we." we can um, walk through this valley of tears because it is a valley of tears. Yeah, and Jesus said, um, in the last days, which we are in, we're yeah. in the last of the last of the last of the last days We here. probably are in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but he said there will be men's hearts failing them for, for fear, fear. Mm-hmm. because of the things that are coming on the earth. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, so there's a, here's a, here's a can be a horrible tension. What's going on in my life personally? What's going on in my family, my my job, personal situation? And then add to that what's going on in the world. Well, uh, that it, you know, it can be something that's very, very overwhelming well, to what, any of us. You know, and, and and also all of this can be quite distracting because our real um ad, ad, uh, our real assignment, I guess you would say is to go find the lost. Um, it says, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Well, we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so we are seeing that we have to focus on things that are eternal. The kingdom purposes, the kingdom of God coming, uh, and realize that even though we're in the last days, and that was a call God placed upon us from the foundation of the world, that our our job is to stay focused on Him. And I think Second um, Corinthians chapter five talks about that too. Um, we make it our aim, you know, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to God. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, to each one to receive the things which are done in his body according to what was done, whether good or bad. That's that is Second Corinthians five. Um, nine and ten so there are there are goals there are things that need to be accomplished in this um present evil world where all creation is groaning and waiting for the revelation of the sons of god or sons of men but the thing is our goal is to be purified refined uh made into in the image of jesus christ which is god's goal to uh, create us uh, to be the first fruits along with jesus christ to um, reflect his image and his glory and we're talking about adversity against believers, those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting, Marjorie, in Proverbs 24.10, where it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. The very next verses, two verses, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart consider it he who keeps your soul, does he not know it? 
and will he not render to each man according to his deeds? So it's interesting. We, as the believers in Christ, Mm -hmm. we face adversity in this process, in this assignment that we have to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. 2 Corinthians 5, 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. So we're, we're, we're working in the midst of adversity to persuade men um, to believe, because we were, are all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, to believe that Jesus Christ died for us and th- that we, again, he died for us, for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Um, so he's saying there's, there's a new assignment um, that we are to reconcile people. For it was God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself, um, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, this is interesting because this is what he's called us to do. And Paul, in the midst of his working to reconcile the world um, to the Lord, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace and good news, went through a lot of adversity himself. If you look at um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, um, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. So he's talking about that adversity. Uh, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Notice, you're almost taken out, but not completely. You know, we should have been dead how many times because of how Satan went after us. But we're, we're um, hard-pressed, but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken in that persecution, not abandoned, not alone. God is with us, and that's what we need to know, whether your persecution is from within or, or without. Struck down, Satan strikes us down. The righteous fall too, but the, the Lord lifts them up. Struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Christ may also be manifested in our body. So a lot of us are suffering, um, caring about in our body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, "For um, we are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Christ may be manifested in our mortal flesh." Yeah, it's interesting too. You know, First Corinthians four. There are several instances where Paul is not feeling sorry for himself. Right. He's just saying, "Okay, here's the deal. Here's, here's what, what we're it dealing is. with." Yeah. Uh, he says um, uh, in First Corinthians chapter four, verse ten. It says, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. So people think, oh, these guys are crazy. Why are they doing this? Yeah, Why? this makes no we sense. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. He says, even, verse 11, even to the present hour, we both hunger and thirst. Mm-hmm. We are poorly clothed, beaten and Suffering. homeless. Mm-hmm. We labor, working with our own hands, being reviled. That means, you know, criticism, atta- verbally attacked, mm-hmm. made fun of, shamed. We bless. Being persecuted, we endure it. Being defamed, being put down, we shamed. We in, mm-hmm. we entreat or we encourage. Uh, we have been made as the filth of this world, the offscouring of all things until now. The word offscouring there means like the junk that if you when you're washing your dishes, the junk that catches in your your. The, second, in the drain. Yeah. <laughs> second. Is, yeah. Second Corinthians we, eleven. We, he goes on. He says. Yeah. Um, uh, I, he's, he's talking about the credentials you, you have as a minister of Christ or as an apostle of Christ. And these are the credentials. Uh, 
I and I more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in death, deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40, 40 stripes minus one, 39 stripes. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among the false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things which come upon me daily, the deep concern for all the churches. Um, he's talking about, you know, does this make him a weak man? Does this make him a man with no faith? Does this make him a, you know, is he being punished for his sins? Well, some people no, would say, no, no, yeah. and no. Right, he, is, he is walking out the, the, the journey of being a true soldier, a true faithful, loyal follower of Jesus Christ. And this is kind of what it looks like. And some people say, well, you know, if you really have faith and everything's going to be fine and, you know, prosperous and everything is just going to be hunky-dory, and that's not the case. I mean, this is because he had faith. And and it says in one place in the scripture, I, I don't have it right here, but he says the love of Christ constrains us. Mm-hmm. In other words, so it's it's yeah. the love of, of for Jesus that is constraining them, that's motivating them, that's moving them forward. You know, we have to say, too, that it's the power of the Holy Spirit upon them where you have, I mean, if, if you don't have a love for Christ, if you don't know... Why would you do this then? Why would you do this? Yeah. If, you, if you don't know in your heart and spirit... That this is a good that thing. That Jesus is Lord. That this is real. And that you've been given a message mm-hmm. to bring hope and salvation and deliverance to people. If, 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 if you don't know that in your heart, mm-hmm. that, that you're for the right, you're there for the right cause, you're yeah. not going to go through all this. Well, you know, the thing is you cannot actually do any of this unless you're all in. You can't be sitting on a fence, some nice, comfortable church club somewhere, just kind of hanging out till Jesus comes. And, you know, and that, that that's just not the deal. Hanging on the fence, living in the middle, you've got to be in or out. Jesus said, I would that you were hot or cold. But if you're loose, lukewarm, he's going to spew us out of his mouth. So, I mean, you can't do what Paul did, be that intense, be that confident, be that um, willing to suffer, risking your life, leave, letting your life and its, its, its determination be up to God, rather than trying to find the safe place or the secret, you know, easy way to get through it. So but Peter, in his old age, he began to, he wrote a few books himself, and he says um, in chapter, First Peter chapter 5, um, he says, uh, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble I think he learned that lesson very well. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We're not looking for promotion here. We're not looking for our face to be on some fancy magazine or to have a, our, our, you know, our name known or our church named after our name. We're not doing that. Um, therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We can all do that. You can humble yourself. You can ask God for mercy and forgiveness, confess your sins, and be available to the Lord. Because he says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be not anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, anxiety is not becoming a believer. Yes, we're tempted to be anxious. We're tempted to worry or fret 
try to figure things out. But anxiety is from hell. It is not from heaven. It's not the Holy Spirit making you anxious. Um, we have to cast all our cares. That's a deliberate act, a deliberate uh, intention to cast your care upon the Lord. He says, Peter goes on, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Well, he's really out there to try to devour the soldiers of Jesus Christ. The rest of them are pretty much already penned up and sleeping. And he says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that these same sufferings are experienced by your brethren in the world. Now, but he says, verse 10, but, 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 may the God of all grace, who calls us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, comma, perfect, comma, establish, comma, strengthen and settle you. So God is through all this suffering, he's working to perfect that which concerns us, to establish us, to strengthen us, to settle us, to him be glory and dominion and, and forever and ever. So the fighting the good fight of faith, laying hold of eternal life, um, not feigning in the day of adversity, not sitting down, feeling sorry for yourself, saying this isn't fair, what did I do wrong? Most of those questions are stupid anyway because they're just coming from your soul. The devil's putting in there to try to confuse you. About, you, you. You just say it this way, God, you know what you're doing in me. The Holy Spirit knows what you're doing in me. I want to know what you're doing in me as much as you want me to know. But the rest of it, you know me. I'm not here to try to, you know, do things on my own. I'm not here to walk in the adversity that Satan sets up. I want to walk in your counsel and your goodness and that the day of adversity, I'm shielded from that. I'm protected from that. I'm dwelling under the shelter of your feathers or your wings or your refuge, strong tower. Um, God has promised us and God has to do this. We're protected and provided for in the midst of, of, of the battle. And this is not the adversity. Now, sometimes, you know, we make poor decisions that mm -hmm. result in adversity because the enemy just kind of piles on us like, uh, like um, you know, in a football game, somebody just piles on the running back when he's down. Um, so but we don't want to do that. But the thing is that we're, we're here, here to be suffering. If we suffer... We should do it for righteousness sake because we're so right. So right because mm -hmm. followers of Jesus mm -hmm. are in great contrast they're to great, followers of the devil. Okay. Yeah. And and here we're and we're not here uh, as believers for our convenience. It's not a matter of Jesus, convenience. Yes, it's a matter of obedience. It's not a matter of us being known and being seen as awesome. It, it it's it's about it's about him. We're willing to suffer. You're dead anyway, so it it's not about you. And I think a lot of people try to do some awesome good deeds or whatever, and want to be known for it. If you're if you're getting that reward there, you're not going to get the reward of the Lord God in heaven when we see Him face to face. Second Corinthians six, He says, um, "We then, as workers together with Him, this is what we're doing. Also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain." That's six one of Second Corinthians, for He says. God says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. In the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So God is, God is with us. And Paul says, then we're not going to give offense in, every, in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, that the, the gospel be not tainted. We're walking in the fullness of the favor and blessing of God with a pure heart, he says. Um, but, but in, but, in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God 
in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fasting, by purity and by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. This is his summary of what it is to be, to look like being a follower of Jesus Christ, one who's willing and has taken the call um, to be an ambassador. That's Second Corinthians 6, 1 through 10. So let's not faint in the day of adversity. Let's not give up and cave in. Let's look to the Lord for every challenge, every opportunity for the grace that he has given us to be conquering and more than conquerors. And I know that, you know, there are many, I don't know what you call them, slams, um, shots the devil takes at us, many situations he tries to set up to trip and trick us up. But in every one, God, Jesus says, I am the way. So in every situation, wherever the devil is trying to grind you to a pulp, God, Jesus says, I'm the way. I'm the way in, the way through, the way up, the way out. He's the way. Romans 8.35 says, who shall separate us from the love of God? Excuse me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution mm. or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yes, that's an important word there. Yet in all these, in all these things, Mm-hmm. not because of all these things, not because we've gotten out of all these things, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm-hmm. For I am persuaded, in other words, he knows, right? <laughs> He's totally convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we want this suffering, this trouble, to be redemptive and fruitful and not a disaster, a calamity, and futility. Could I read uh, the lyrics of, a, of an old song? Sure. That I think is very appropriate Just don't here. sing it. <clears throat> I won't sing it, I promise. You don't want me to sing it, right? And I won't, and I for good reason. Okay, here are the words. <laughs> Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb, or shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas? Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the tide, the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace? to help me on to God. Surely I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported by thy word. Thy saints in all this glorious war shall conquer though they die. Mm -hmm. They see the triumph from afar by faith's discerning eye. Mm -hmm. When that illustrious day shall rise and all thine armies shine, 
in robes of victory through the skies, the glory shall be thine. Father God, we thank you for giving us a new strength, vision, courage, understanding of what this battle, this adversity is all about, Lord God. I pray that you would stir up our hearts, give us the, the grace, the challenge is truly before us. And I thank you, Lord God, that you have already overcome. So you said, be of good cheer. So that's a command. So God, give us that courage to be of good cheer and to trust you and to stand in having done all to stand, as Ephesians chapter 6 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And you are the only one, your spirit, your plan, the only one who can be and has defeated him and can defeat him. So we stand in your truth, in your word, in your promises, and I ask today that we'd get off the fence. Go to the right, go to the left, get in or get out. And if you're in, then get in, dig in and do what God calls you to do. And it doesn't always mean do, do, do. It means be and abide, and in out of that abiding comes the fruit of righteousness, peace, and joy. And however that looks, it always looks like love through Jesus Christ. And so, Father, encourage us to stay and, and we ask for your sustaining strength and your victory uh, and your salvation and your deliverance and your wisdom and all the other things that we need to walk and stand and having done all to stand in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. And by the way, just check us out at liferecovery.com. There's a lot of things to look at, a lot of things to find out about. And uh, there's a couple of CDs out there. Um, you know, why are bad things still happening to me? And uh, when life's not fair... Um, things there's there's a lot of questions people have uh and we we there's pretty well there's lots of good answers in the bible and we've tried to put some of those together for you so when life's not fair and why are bad things still happening to me two of the little um you can download them put them on your phone and carry them with you to listen to them so god bless you have an awesome week and stand having done all to stand when you've done all and you can't do any more than just stand there and wait for god to show up amen Because there's a war for your soul.